This is Plant-Based Briefing, alternatives to school hatching projects and interesting facts about chickens, an excerpt from Hatching Good Lessons by Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host, and you can find back episodes and information about the podcast at plantbasedbriefing.com. And with school hatching projects getting underway in many areas this time of year, today's post outlines some of the problems with them as well as some interesting facts about chickens. It's by Karen Davis, the president and founder of United Poultry Concerns. They're a nonprofit promoting the compassionate and respectful treatment of domestic fowl, and they have a sanctuary for chickens in Virginia. She's the author of numerous books, essays, and articles and campaigns, and their website is full of amazing resources. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Alternatives to School Hatching Projects and Interesting Facts About Chickens An excerpt from Hatching Good Lessons by Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. Hatching Good Lessons is a guidebooklet for elementary school teachers and other educators, including parents. Following a brief overview of the problems involved with classroom bird hatching and mechanical incubation, you'll find a variety of exciting learning activities for students in grades K-6 to on the development and life of chickens and other birds. In addition to the activities presented in this booklet, we invite you to visit upc-online.org hatching for more program ideas. Why choose alternatives to chick hatching projects? Some teachers place fertilized eggs in classroom incubators to be hatched within three to four weeks as a lesson in embryonic development. Chickens, ducks, and quails are typically used in these projects. We urge teachers to replace bird hatching projects with learning activities that teach life processes without the use of live animals. Hatching projects encourage the view that animals are disposable objects instead of requiring a lifetime of care and commitment. They encourage children to want to bring more baby animals into the world, like litters of puppies and kittens no one wants when the animals grow up. They place a burden on animal shelters and busy parents who can't keep the birds, and zoning ordinances often prohibit the keeping of chickens, particularly roosters, even though more than half of all surviving chickens are likely to be roosters. And while children should be learning the importance of veterinary care for animals who depend on them, Most schools do not provide veterinary care for the many birds born sick and deformed in these projects. Hatching project birds are deprived of a mother hen. This is a big reason why so many classroom chicks are sickly, dehydrated, and crippled at birth. Chick organs often stick to the sides of the shell as a result of not being turned properly in the mechanical incubator. By contrast, a mother hen turns each of her eggs individually as often as 30 times a day, using her body, her feet, and her beak to move each egg precisely to maintain the proper temperature, moisture, ventilation, humidity, and positioning of each embryo she is sitting on. The embryo signals its needs to her, and the hen responds with the necessary adjustment of her eggs. Salmonella infection of students and teachers is also a factor. More and more children have egg allergies and complications of seasonal flus and vaccines. Dr. Pascal James Imperado, Dean of the Graduate Program in Public Health at the State University of New York, says due to insufficient regulation of the poultry industry, salmonella is widespread among chickens and other poultry. The risk of infection, he says, is especially high for young children who come into contact with baby chicks and ducklings. 
For all of these reasons, teachers are strongly encouraged to replace hatching projects with programs and activities that teach life cycles and inspire students to appreciate, respect, and learn about the amazing life of birds on our planet and in their own neighborhoods. Classroom programs, activities, and products are linked here. Interesting facts about chickens. Do you know why roosters crow? Chickens evolved in the tropical forests of Southeast Asia. Perched in the trees and sensitive to infrared light, they see sunrise almost an hour before we do. During the day, chickens break into small subgroups to forage on the forest floor. Through the dense foliage, the roosters in each subgroup crow back and forth to keep track of one another and send out alerts. Scientists call these communications locator crows. As protectors of the flock, roosters are always on the lookout. Do you know why hens lay eggs? Like all female birds, hens lay eggs in order to hatch chicks so that the species will continue through new generations. In nature, hens and roosters live together in flocks, so wild hens' eggs are usually fertile. That means there's an embryo growing inside the egg. Do you know why hens hide their eggs? Hens hide their eggs to protect the embryos growing inside from predators, animals such as foxes, raccoons, or hawks, who would steal the eggs and eat them. In nature, the hen and rooster go together to look for and scoop out a ground nest that will camouflage the hen while she sits on her eggs for 21 days of incubation. Do you know why chickens sunbathe? Chickens, hens, roosters, and their chicks sunbathe regularly in order to obtain vitamin D from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. Lying on the ground, chickens spread out their wings one wing at a time and raise their feathers up from their skin so that the sunlight can reach their skin to aid their absorption of calcium and phosphorus. Do you know why chickens preen? Chickens have a preen oil gland at the base of their tail. The oil makes their feathers water-resistant. With their beaks, chickens distribute the oil from this gland through their feathers and skin to protect their skin from getting wet. Remember that chickens evolved in a wet tropical forest habitat. By contrast, desert-dwelling birds such as ostriches and emus don't have a prenoil gland. Prenoil also enables chickens to convert vitamin D from sun into the form they need to keep their bones strong and healthy. Do you know why chickens dust bathe? Chickens, turkeys, and other ground-nesting birds dust bathe to clean and refresh themselves. They create little dust bowls in the earth loosening the dirt around themselves with their beaks and claws to distribute the dirt particles through their feathers and skin. This practice enables them to remove built-up prenoil, dead skin, or dander, and skin irritants such as mites. Dust bathing helps chickens keep their feathers, their plumage, soft and strong and shiny. More facts about chickens. Chickens are ground-nesting birds known as galliforms, which literally means cock-shaped. Hens lay more eggs in the spring and early summer. Spring and early summer are the best time of year for hens to raise their young. Daylight hours are long and the weather is warm and the earth is richest at this time of year, with the nutrients chicks need to grow strong and healthy. Bugs, worms, grasses, seeds, soil, and leafy greens. Chickens can fly. Most chickens can fly short distances. They fly in an arc up to perches such as tree limbs and fence posts then down again. At night, chickens prefer to perch together high off the ground. Chickens eat grass. As well as eating bugs, worms, seeds, and grains, chickens eat grass and leafy greens for vitamin A and other nutrients. Chickens see colors. 
chickens have full-spectrum color vision including infrared and ultraviolet perception. Chickens see morning sunlight almost an hour before we do. This is because chickens can see the infrared end of the color spectrum, which is invisible to humans. And chickens have good ears. Chickens have very keen ears. Good hearing is necessary to birds and other animals living in the dense foliage of a tropical forest, also known as the jungle. Since jungle dwellers can't always see each other through the leaves, they can hear and communicate with each other through hearing. This is why chickens, parrots, peacocks, monkeys, and many other jungle residents scream, crow, cry, screech, and call to one another with very loud, raucous voices. This evolutionary trait persists even when they are removed from their natural habitat to other environments. You just listened to Alternatives to School Hatching Projects and Interesting Facts About Chickens, an excerpt from Hatching Good Lessons by Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and as always, I link to the original post in the show notes. And in this case, you can find all of the wonderful activities, worksheets, and products that teachers can use to replace hatching projects with programs and activities that teach life cycles and inspire students to appreciate, respect, and learn about the amazing life of birds on our planet and in their own neighborhoods. So please check that out, or you can find it directly at upc-online.org and in the search field put Hatching Good Lessons. And please share this episode with any teachers you may know or parents of young school-age children who can share this information with their children's teachers. And thanks for listening.